Hi, this is Hillary H. Baum Livingston Butler coming to you from the, uh, I guess, middle-aged mama studios in Budapest, Hungary. Um, this is an audio postcard. Um, things are going well. I just arrived in Hungary. I miss you guys. I wish I was on, but I'm having a good time. Um, the flight was good, but treacherous at best. I'm not a nervous flyer at all, but the takeoff was like... My sister, I'm not the only one. My sister, Kristen, texted her her family, I love you, because we thought we might die. Um, and my other sister, Jennifer, was sitting a little ways away, and her face was just, like, stunned. Um, anyway, we made it. Um, slept on and off, but it was okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else. We went on a pedicab today. We got here, even though we're quasi-delirious. Um, but it was fun, and there are apparently no rules about pedicabs. They go on the streets, on the sidewalks, what have you. They can run over people. It doesn't matter. Um, but it was really fun. Um, anyway, so things are good. I am in Hungary for until Wednesday, and then I jet off to... I guess I don't jet off. I take a train to Vienna, and then I'm in Salzburg for a little bit, and I will be singing The Hills Are Alive with the sound of Hillary for a long time. So get ready for that. I will hopefully record that. Anyway, um, otherwise I miss you guys. Um, I will be at the picnic. Um, I'm, I am just a transcontinental lady right now. Uh, y'all have fun and everything is fine. TM power out. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the podcast inspired by the podcast that's too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm. We are back at work after the holiday weekend, so it's time to reflect on parades, brats, fireworks, and the vacation programming that Luke Burbank and Andrew Walsh saw fit to inflict upon us. Joining me today from the Mayfair Lane Studios in the Allentown neighborhood of Buffalo, New York, it's Bobby Traveling Man Pate. Hi, Bobby. Good morning, again. And from Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manshack, Texas, it's the longest-running Cobro of LRB, the jail dude, Mike Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Ann. <laughs> there we go. There's that ray of sunshine we want. Mike is ready for weather on the nines. <laughs> Let's do this. As always, we're going to take care of some LRB business, bring you the week in review, clean some house, and then let you know how you can get involved with the show. On to business. The LRB picnic draws ever closer. It's Friday, July 26, 5 p.m., Richmond Beach Park in Shoreline. If you can come, we would love to have you there. It's just fun to hang out with people that we know we have things in common with already. Uh, bring whatever you want, uh, as long as it doesn't have sneaky meat. Obvious meat is fine, just none of that sneaky meat. But desserts, sides, snacks, mains, pizza, chicken, 
um, I, I don't know, fried octopus, whatever you would no, like there, to bring. There's, no, there's one thing that, that, that I do not want anyone to bring, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Oh, all right. Uh, mm-hmm. There will be Oreos. Nobody bring Oreos because we have the Oreos covered for this taste test we're going to do that we've been talking about. And I think it's going to be a fun time. Late July in Seattle is lovely. I've been there several times now. January in Seattle is less lovely, but it's still a hell of a lot better than Minneapolis. So it's dark. It's very dark in January. I really, the thing about Seattle that I, I didn't know was that all you Seattleites, when you talk about how it rains in Seattle all the time, your definition of rain is very different from what mine, and I would assume what is in Texas and what is in New England, is that Seattle is just kind of misty drizzle all the time. That is not a big deal. Mm -hmm. I thought you guys were like getting drenched all the time. And I was like, you don't use umbrellas? What are you talking about? It's just sort of There was a uh, television show uh, a few years ago that Emily would watch, and it was supposed to be based in Seattle, and it was obviously filmed in Vancouver. If you're from Seattle, you, you know these shows. You know these these shows that they 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 want the the cool and cachet of Seattle, and they don't want to pay to shoot yeah. in Seattle, to so they shoot in Vancouver, which is Vancouver. actually yeah, it's almost it's almost prettier in a lot of ways. <clears throat> but on this show, um, they it was raining really hard all the time, and they were like, "Yeah, this is Seattle. It's it's raining, and it it it, it was insulting." You know, because when you're from Seattle, you don't even have an Where's my umbrella? I don't know the last time I, I saw an umbrella when I was, you know, when I was living in Seattle. But in Texas, yeah, or anywhere else, Florida, any of these other places I've lived. When it rains, it fucking rains. So um, I'm so tired of the Seattle, oh, rain, rain, rain. No. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they don't want people to know because everyone would move there. But the rain is nothing. It's nope. Nothing. Uh, what about Misty Drizzle as a porn name? Ooh. I would not be surprised if that was taken. <laughs> Why don't you do a Google search, Bobby, and let us know? Uh, I'd rather not. Drizzle. I don't know about Drizzle. Yeah, Drizzle. Misty, maybe. But... Well, Misty, oh, I'm sure. Lots is, of Misty's, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Misty sure. Drizzle. Um, all this to say, I guess all things being equal, I will take Seattle in July over Seattle in January, mm-hmm. although January is not bad either so i hope everyone who can come will come don't be shy we've had people in the past who are like i just have a social anxiety thing i don't know let me tell you you cannot have worse social anxiety than me i hate social gatherings (laughs) but please do come and if you feel weird come and talk to me and be like Anne, i just i am not good at these things and i'll be like i hear you Let's hang out together. So, hope to see you there. Um, Bobby, boy, your things on the business are multiplying Yeah. as I sit here. What do you want to talk about first? Well, I thought this was a good transition talking about real rain because a real rain fell in Buffalo <laughs> and washed all of the ability to take our house guest out to do things away. <laughs> we had a friend in town this week and... Um, it was great to have her. And for the most part, we just sort of did nothing all week and sort of took it easy, which was good because it's been a crazy um, few weeks for me. Um, 
but it occurred to me as we were talking about things we do in the rain. Um, we watched a lot of TV the last couple of days, and I can't remember if I've confessed this or not on the show yet, but um, maybe it's because Hillary is out of the country that I'm going to pick up the torch for, for shitty Bravo television. <laughs> but um, we have, we watched, we introduced our friend to and watched the entire third season of Below Deck Mediterranean. Oh, you've mentioned this before. Okay, good. Uh, it's terrible. It's the real world if they all worked on a luxury yacht. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, uh, so it's about the it's about the workers, not the guests. Right. It's about the workers. The guests come and go on short charters, and the workers love and hate and fuck one another. And like the uh, love boat, but with a really low budget. <laughs> Actually, with a really high budget, <laughs> like. There's a massive amount really? of production crew on this thing. Like there's cameras everywhere and um it's it's really trashy television. I mean it is the lowest common denominator of bad reality TV, but um Well, it's, it's reality in the same way that something like The Hills was reality, right? Which is to say extremely staged. Right, right. I'm wondering if um uh occasional LRB guest host and friendo Mike Farnan has any insight here, having worked on a lot of these types of shows. Mm. We should drag him back in here. It's been a long time. Uh, and we should get, you know, th- the other Mike. Mike Wand, I like to call him. <laughs> we should get him in. Hey, now. <laughs> and ask hey, him if about... it means less work for me, then yeah, let's, let's, let's get him in. Can we get him in now? Less work now? for you. How could you possibly do less work at this point? Watch me. Watch me. Man. Uh, in other news, we did earlier this week get up to Toronto for a Blue Jays game to one of the um, worst stadiums in Major League Baseball. As often, is it still uh, the Rogers Center? Sky Dome. It is the Sky Rogers Dome. Center, which was the Sky Dome, and. Boy. We did mm-hmm. get a nice break in the weather while we were there, so they opened the roof right before the game started, and we got to see it open, and then we got to see the CN Tower the whole time, and we got to watch the Red Sox just beat up on the Blue Jays, which is nice, because the next day, the Blue Jays gave it right back at them. Uh, the Red Sox had just come back from the London series, and so I think they were looking forward to actually winning a game. <laughs> um, that was so embarrassing. Is Sam a, a big... Uh... Red Sox fan? She's uh, not as big as me, but she is a Red Sox fan. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that, uh, that, what happened in London was just embarrassing. Well, I mean, this is what happens when you play baseball in a softball field, basically. It, it just... It was, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> the The foul territory thing was freaking me out. Yep. They were making, like, the fat first baseman run, Chains. you know, a 60-yard yeah. sprint to try to catch a... <laughs> Like, that's why this they dude, he's out of his element. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I'm at first base. I don't want to run. <laughs> but they, but yeah, those guys were running more than the center fielder had to because the center fielder now, because they brought the they brought the outfield fence in, he has like four yards to patrol, and the first and third baseman, you know, six two, two hundred eighty pounds each have a fucking pasture that they have to run around. <laughs> it was really odd and weird. Yeah. Yeah, not not pretty. Uh, it was dollar hot dog night at the Blue Jays game. 
because of course it was. Ah. Of course, we happened to go on Looney Dog night. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Blue Jays actually put a picture on Instagram of me and Sam and our friend Christine posing in a cutout of some very happy hot dogs. Wait, so if they're dollar, if they're loony hot dogs, does that mean it's like 75 cents American? Yes. Uh, I Ooh. would think it more like... Brought out the high quality stuff. More like 67 cents right now. Okay. On the exchange. So they were not big. Um, <laughs> I ate a few of them. Uh, I probably won't eat another hot dog for a while. Uh, this is like the third time in, in the last year or two I've been at ball games where there was a discount hot dog situation. Mm -hmm. that's so not, that's not not the worst situation to find yourself in if you're if you're a would be Joey Chestnut who did embarrass himself this year by only eating seventy one hot dogs in ten <laughs> minutes um, after after having eaten seventy four before in a in in the contest. I was like, what? I mean, don't even show up next year if all you're going to eat is 71 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Right. I My main thought was, I haven't been to Toronto in a few years. And um, uh, Toronto, to me, was always, growing up, like a clean version of New York City. Like, it was it was nice. Um, it was uh, cosmopolitan, um, multicultural. Toronto's the kind of city where you can hear many different languages being spoken on the street and see lots of people out and about. Um, we went for a walk um, and it was terrible. It was dirty. It was grimy. It was gross. And it occurred to me, I don't think I've been to Toronto since early in Rob Ford's tenure as mayor of Toronto. Whoa. And I'm wondering if He's not anymore, of course. Um, but I, uh, since he died a few years ago. Um, oh, did he? Uh, yeah. Didn't his brother then get elected or something? His brother's yeah doing something else. Um, Doug Doug Ford is it? Mm -hmm. um, he's the premier of Ontario. Of course, current premier of Ontario. So why are wait, people wait, wait, so wait, stupid? No, no. What was the original mayor? What was uh, Rob Ford? So Bob and now Doug, Bob and Doug, those were the mayors. <laughs> yeah, well, just of Toronto. After all, come on now, come on, don't. I see you could be making this up because I don't know, and and you're perpetrating Bob and Doug. Well, see, you go to Bob and you say, "Do you know Doug? Hey, Doug, do you know Bob from Canada? Yeah, that's my brother." Um, Oh, God. Yeah. So I used I'm to wondering... work with a guy during that time when Rob Ford was in the thick of it. I worked with a guy named Rob Ford, and I was like, oh, you poor bastard. Yeah. So I'm wondering, um, Torontans, could you let me know? Is this, did I, did we just catch a bad, like it was muggy and gross out? And um, we, we parked near the Rogers Center when we first got into town, and we had the afternoon to kill. And we wanted an authentically Canadian lunch. So, of course, we went to Wayne Gretzky's Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> and you got the poutine. So, how much you uh, got? Uh, yes, we did. Actually, <laughs> you joke. <laughs> and some other things. Um, my chicken fingers came with plum sauce. That was exotic. Uh -oh. um, the poutine was not great. Wayne Gretzky's Toronto was not great. Um, of course, Wayne Gretzky and Toronto don't really go together. You just think they would if you only know a little about Canada. So, 
the whole experience was just kind of lackluster. The whole city. It's a Trontens. Let me know. I'm curious. Did we catch a bad day? Did we catch your city on a rough night the night before? Or has your city really gotten grimy and gross? Because this conservative backlash in Canada is actually pretty serious. And I'm wondering if it has extended to not giving a shit about your city. Hmm. Which would be a shame, of course. Of course. You should have gone to Doug Gilmore's restaurant. That would have been a more <laughs> more uh, authentic experience. I think people think of Justin Trudeau and they think of Canada and they just think it's this liberal bastion. But really what it is, is it's like two cities with some liberals and then a whole lot of farmland. Mm-hmm. And so they forget that there's a lot of um, people who are more like our current president up there than not, which is Well, scary. if the Ford brothers can get elected for multiple offices, then you know there's got to be a rotten core in Canada. Exactly. So you need to rescue Justin, I think. Mm, I'm on it. Where's my ninja gear? Uh, and speaking of places I've been and going, uh, next week... I will be in, so this is the side job I'm doing now with uh, a health tech startup where I go to random places and give factory workers blood pressure cuff monitors that sync to their cell phones. Oh, cool. Um, I will be in Nevada, Missouri for a couple of what? days. Which is My south brain of, just had a hitch. <laughs> it's a city <laughs> south of Kansas City and it's not far from Joplin. And it's also not far from the Precious Moments Museum that Jeremy went to a few weeks ago. Mm, I think Precious Moments might steal your soul. I would (laughs) tread carefully. If I I want, I could retrace a lot of Jeremy's steps through Kansas. (laughs) And who wouldn't want to? I mean, he's a trailblazer. Uh, and then the following week, before the picnic in Seattle, I'll be doing a layover for a couple of days with the same job in Hutchinson, Minnesota, Anne. Mm-hmm. What's in Hutchinson? No idea. Okay. A 3M factory. That's the one thing I do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've never been to Hutchinson. I don't know what goes on in there. Okay. Well, we'll have to connect. Um, I'm hoping to get to a Twins game. We should talk about this off air. But if you want to come out to Hutchinson... I'll have probably a rental car and a room <laughs> at a really shitty looking hotel in Hutchinson, Minnesota. Ooh. I know. Boy, so, this is sounding better and better. I know. We could have a little LRB meetup in Hutchinson, Minnesota. <laughs> in, in all honesty, I want to get to Surly and see Stu, so we got to work on that. Oh, sure. Uh, that's my list of where I've been, where I'm going, and what I've watched. Which one of you put the parade on the list? Oh, which parade? well, that's me, because something that, that I watched um, since the last time we spoke was, well, I didn't actually watch the parade, um, the, the, the Washington, D.C. Uh, perp rally that, uh, that uh, Trump put on. <laughs> but I did watch the speech. I wasn't going to miss that. Um, you are just because... a masochist. Now, now let, me, let me tell you something. It almost always pays off. Like, I was ready to give up. I was ready to give up on on the speech because it was it was not poorly written, and it was hitting all the hitting all the platitudes and and you know all the applause lines and all that. You know, all military this, military that. And as a, as an aside, um, is there anyone who loves the Coast Guard more than than <laughs> Donald Trump? He talks a lot about the coast guard like 
it's on equal footing with the other branches of the military. Someone must have gotten his ear about that. I said, you need to give more respect to the Coast Guard because he gives it just as much airtime as he gives the Marines. I think and, I know why. And, and the others. Why? The, the coast is a border. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Got to protect that coast. In his mind, yep. the Coast Guard is probably standing arm in arm at our shores. <laughs> Turning right. turning boats around at Ellis Island. Oh, oh hell yeah! That would. He talked about the space force. That was good. That was that was that's always a, that always turns turns my smile up. Leave those literal <clears throat> um, aliens out. He was doing all right. He was getting through it. He was reading it, and he he was getting through it. And and then he had the thing about about the Continental Army taking over the airports. Um. Not only did he say that, but that whole paragraph was 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 bizarro nuts. It, it was it was something else. And I called Emily in and I played it for her, and, and she's like, "Oh wow, that is you don't see that very often, you know." Um, but it made me think. Why why was I watching the speech? Well, like I said, it pays off. No, I didn't see anyone talking about this, but it was uh, it was about a week week and a half ago. He was giving a speech inside the White House, um, and it was a it was to honor some uh, some veterans, like I think recent veterans who had been fighting in Afghanistan or uh, one of these wars we're in. And he was describing the action, and and uh, all of the all of the uh, terrorists that kept jumping jumping out of closets and jumping down the staircase. And this guy had to keep killing them all. You know, it was a very like Sergeant rock story. He was trying to tell. And, uh, and he said, uh, he said that, and, and just when he thought, just when he thought that, uh, that the building was clear, another insurgent jumped out of a wardrobe <laughs> in a wardrobe and attacked him and I, I I was working so I was half listening but that was one of those who like will catch your ear and so I pause it and I go he did not say that the guy was wearing a wardrobe he really did not say that <laughs> no he said it I called Emily and confirmed it he said it and and the the problem is is I was the only one in the world watching that speech <laughs> um but when when it came to the parade, I wasn't, and that was so fun because everyone ended up having just a grand old old time with uh, with with our uh, Continental Army taking over the airports in in, uh, in the seventeen seventies. Really um, fantastic. Of all of the memes, that I mean, that line is the line that has has just uh, spawned a million jokes. But my favorite by far are the. The letters from war. Have these made oh, it sure. to Facebook? I'm seeing yeah. them on Instagram. Uh-huh. Oh, it's just so good. I mean, at least this is what we're getting, right? The silver lining is fodder for punchlines. <laughs> right. I don't want this silver lining, it... Bobby. This is not good enough. Oh, look, we're going to die in our either chat, way. Didn't, Chris... didn't Christy say in our chat, like, did he say that he, did he say that he didn't say that yet? You know, <laughs> right. Like... We're in the era that you could just say it and then say you didn't say it and then say, oh, no, nope, no, nope, 
doctored footage or you know i saw it live so unless they doctored it live <laughs> uh deep okay. fake so anyway um i have the next topic as well and that's cooking with emily emily's a good cook do, she do, cooks do, all do, kinds of delicious stuff and i'm always happy to try whatever it is she got she got she got a bug to do something. I won't say bug. That's the wrong for this house. Let's say she she got a she she got a hankering to make something that she'd had something at her friend's house, way 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 back when she was a kid. I think um, her friend. I think her name's April. Her 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 grandmother made something uh, called shrimp asp. And no, for for I uh, no, I reject for, oh. this conversation right now. <laughs> Stop right there. I well, I had a vague idea what aspic was. Once she she reminded me. Oh yeah, I I I guess I knew what that was. It's sort of it's like gelatin meat jello. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. But is it sneaky meat jello or is it obvious meat jello? I'm I'm checking Depen- for picnic purposes. I mean, I mean, if you know what aspic means, then you're not touching it with a ten foot pole. But I guess if you if you don't, you could think it's just weird Jello. Christy, don't eat it. Don't bring aspic <laughs> to the picnic is what I'm saying. That was, was what I was referring to earlier. Aspic is I don't want to see it, and I really don't want to see. I'm having a hard time talking about this because my stomach is turning. Um. She she made it and she brought it to me to look at and it was in a um uh, ugh. it was in a glass uh like a brownie pan or whatever and and you okay, uh, bud? it was Can you get through I'm, this? I may not make it. I may not make it. I got my MSS bag ready to go. <laughs> she she brought it and it's exactly what you think it is. It was shrimp suspended oh, in like no. a brownish, reddish. And she'd thrown something else. I guess, you know, why not just, why just ruin shrimp? So she, she threw in another thing that I really like, which is black <laughs> olives in there. And the thing was, I was a little bit hungry before she rolled in here to show it to me after it had congealed in the refrigerator. I was a little bit hungry, and then she showed it to me, and I was like, uh, "I might be done eating for a while. I'm, this eating thing may not be for me." And I kind of hadn't recovered completely since. It was, it was jarring. But uh, the the good news is, is is she thought it was gross too, and so we're never going to see it again. Oh, oh, that was real bad, though. Don't shrimp aspic, guys. Don't. Oof. Uh, the quote of the day for me is you saying, why just ruin shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you can throw another one of my favorite food ingredients on the gross pile. I just think that you should keep this recipe in your back pocket because it could come in handy sometime. I mean, what if you guys were having a dinner party or something? And you decided that you wanted to prank all your guests. I, 
I think it would to be leave. very fun to bring out like the most disgusting oh, dishes yeah. and be like, this is something that's been in the family. We just love it. Here, have a slice. Do you slice aspect? <laughs> do you do you, uh, <laughs> a uh, slice? do you spoon it? I just get grab the pan and a big spoon and just get to work on it. That's how I eat my shrimp black olive aspic. I have <laughs> so many thoughts. You know how you invite your boss over to impress him or her, <laughs> right? When you need a promotion. Get fired. The the thing here is it's Jeremy, right? So he uh, eat the yeah. shit out of oh, it. Yeah. He would love it. He would fucking love it. You tuck right in, yeah, that's for sure. But with anyone else, like, and you're right, like you get a a dinner party going, and then then it becomes a polite off. Yep. You know, to, to <laughs> see who has the the strongest combination of politeness and strong stomach. You know. Mm, uh, is there, I think mm, I would. I would fix myself a big plate and just wander off. You know. Right. The poor dog. Drop some conversation bomb, you know, how about that Trump speech? And then just start walking off with my big plate of aspic looking for, you know, Abby going, Abby shaking her head for the first time at any food she's ever been offered. Like, nope, nope, not here, pal. (laughs) Keep it moving. I'm going to go eat some larva, but you can keep that shrimp (laughs) aspic. I'm going to, I'm going to go eat a a lizard that I've, I've been trying to choke down for for the last three days uh, but that aspect is not happening uh questions is there a picture can we use it as the show picture of, of the actual aspect i don't think so i'll i'll ask emily but um she did show me a picture of the you know like from the recipe mm. right that she was following and and it came in like a uh like a shrimp cocktail dish oh sure and it you know, like a classy presentation. And I got to tell you, it still looked <laughs> repellent in every way in, in that dish. Well, that was going to be my follow-up question, which is, is it right to use it as the show picture? I mean, I don't want to, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to, well, wake you're the up. one who put that awfulness into the world a, a few weeks ago of us on the uh, Olsen twins, our faces on the Olsen twins. So, you know, don't act like you're, you're a mortal compass for the, for the rest of us. Everyone knows that Aiden is our mortal compass. (laughs) Maybe we should ask him. Uh, And that was purely at Christie's orders. So, I mean, I don't think she knew what she was saying when she said it, but I was listening and I followed through. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, my guess true. is that if we asked Christy, she would say no to the shrimp aspect picture. Oh, yeah. And she loves shrimp, too, I think. I think she's yeah. a big shrimp fan. Yeah. I might be off shrimp for a while. I'm definitely off food for a while. <laughs> uh, I, I got to tell you, I think shrimp falls into that category. So I'm I'm off. I'm off. I'm off ingesting anything for a while. Hmm, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, well, that's it's a good diet food, I guess, because you just make it and then you just never want to eat anything ever again. <laughs> uh, this is an upshot, though. Last time you were off food for a while, it's because you were writhing in pain and you lost a shitload of weight. 
Yeah, it so. was real, it was productive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get back to to fighting trim now. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, if I'm reading your business item correctly, I feel like we mm-hmm. really buried the lead. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, the shrimp aspect aspect is extremely important. So I don't know. I think that was important to discuss. <laughs> but hey, hey, if we hadn't discussed it and it showed up at the picnic, you would have all just watched me walk right into the Puget Sound and drown myself. <laughs> But I do have a new family member of sorts. I went to lunch yesterday at my aunt's house and they got a new Scottish Terrier puppy. And he is so cute. I cannot even tell you. Now, Scotties have been their thing for... Years and years and years, there have been a series of them, but I don't think they've ever gotten a puppy before. And I don't know. I assume that they got him, what, like eight weeks or something. But so he's 13 weeks now, and he is just the cutest little sucker you have ever seen. And he likes toes. And uh, he runs and runs and runs and runs, and then he flops down and has a little nap like puppies do. And um, his name is Isla. And I was like, wasn't your last dog named Isla? And wasn't she a girl? And my aunt was like, well, yeah, but we really like the name Isla, and we're not very creative, so we just kept it. So they're calling him, like, Isla Pete or something. I don't know what the Pete's for, she told me, but I kind of forgot it. So I had lunch with a really cute little guy yesterday, and I think I'm going to be spending a lot more time at their house because he's real fun. So Do there. they travel? Are you going to get a chance to, like, dog sit? Um, I don't know. I, I think we haven't. Get in the driver's seat for that. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I don't know if I want to dog sit necessarily. I think I'm at the place with dogs where I'd like to go and play and then go home. I don't know if I want to do all the feeding and the walking and the Uh stuff. But uh, that's it. That's it. I got a dog. You want to be a a grandparent. (laughs) You want to play with the adorable baby dog in this case. (laughs) And then just hand it back. That's about it. Hand him over when he needs actual attention. Yep. I like it. I endorse it. Um, do you have a picture? And can we use it as the show pic so I don't have to use the shrimp aspect? <laughs> um, <laughs> I am looking for one right now. I had a hard time getting pictures because what he likes to do is if you get down at his level with the camera, he walks right towards you and then uh goes between your legs and under your butt <laughs> and yeah. out the other side so well, it was real hard we could do a side by side between this adorable dog and the shrimp aspect and no one would understand why the dog is so eager <laughs> uh, he might eat it you never know that's true it's made out of meat he's not picky yet Um, we have 
some spray your phones from this week. Sorry to transition so hard into TPTL. That's okay. I was distracted. I was trying to find another picture of Isla to upload. Okay. I mean, ideally a horizontal one of some kind. Oh, I don't think um, I have a horizontal one, but you could um, mess around. Well, whatever we can. Yeah. Side by side. Those, those are cute. Um, check out the show picture today, guys. It'll either make your heart uh, warm or reject everything, <laughs> depending on which way we end up going. Um, we have one general throw your phone moment from listener Sam, and then we've got a couple of specific ones. Um, shall I just read Sam's and then I think that'll basically cover the weekend review? Yeah. Why don't you do that? <clears throat> Great. Throwing my phone off my apartment balcony and screaming at the sky. Side note, I think Sam has a new apartment and it has a nice balcony. Mm-hmm. After a big, long moving of house, ah, yes, I have finally gotten caught up on TBTL, and I think Ashton Kutcher is behind my new curtains. Um, she does not clarify if it's actually Ashton Kutcher or if it's a high school principal. Mm-hmm. Are they punking Taking us? Taking shit behind the curtains. <laughs> Are they punking not us? Not that high school principal, Mike. <laughs> oh, am I confusing my high school principal? The plagiarizing they... principal, not the punk <laughs> principal. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, children. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> Are they punking us? Never did I imagine I would return to fresh shows only to yearn for the Reader's Digest material of yesteryear. Have they contracted some rare Outback virus? Did they eat some bad kangaroo roadkill off the Barbie? This is not hashtag content. This is an experimental Guantanamo, quote, enhanced interrogation tactic and I don't know what they want from me, but I'll sell anyone down the river I have in order to make this stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why so negative, Sam? I mean, <laughs> they put a lot of work into these shows. They put at least four and a half minutes of prep that they abandoned to, to these shows. I can really identify with the amount of prep that they did for last week's shows because that's about a prep that i do but i have other people on my show that do a lot of work so it works out okay here but when neither cares when when there are two people involved and neither cares to do any work that's not gonna work uh, i want to read sam's other email now it came in um i don't remember what the the gap was at the time between these two. Oh, um 13 minutes okay so yeah they can run together 13 minutes after that first email she writes they're guessing far side comics punchlines this parachute is a backpack thank goodness last week taught us how to communicate sos <laughs> sorry sam for the win the, the negativity is usually a little much for me but the line this parachute is a backpack made me stop in my tracks and laugh when i read it when the email came in <laughs> She was fire this week. Yeah, she was. Sam, this is directly to you. Come on the show sometime, would you? We need to figure this out. We've got a microphone we can send you, although with the border and all that, it's probably easier just to buy you one on Amazon. <laughs> right. um, we can we can talk about this. We can talk about whether or not your country is in an integral struggle to go to hell these <laughs> days. Um, you can give us the West Coast perspective on that. So get, get on that. And also come to the picnic if you can get over the border. If you're willing to come back into America, come to the picnic. We'll talk about this. 
Um, this is a good transition, actually, because this is a reminder that the last week of TBTL was Summer Games Week. Yeah, I mean, I have some thoughts about Summer Games, but the premise of the whole Summer Games thing was that they were just going to do quizzes, that they looked up some mental floss quizzes. I mean, they ended up doing mental floss quizzes on two days, and then the other three days they did something else. Um, But it got me thinking about Summer Games, and I sort of wondered if either of you had experience with that topic, because... When I lived in Switzerland, I was there for fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And in my school, we did do summer games. So I went to the intercommunity school in Zurich, which is basically just a day school for expats. It's not fancy like people think it is. And the only reason that I went there is because my dad's company paid for it. But um, we had houses like Harry Potter, but not like... Harry Potter. When you went to the school, they just assigned you into a house and you didn't, you weren't segregated with your house. You didn't go to class with them or anything. It was just for like sporting events. And the four houses were named after uh, predatory cats. So there were the cheetahs, which their color was red with white accents. Um, The jaguars, which was yellow with black accents. The Pumas, which was light blue with dark blue accents, and the Lions, which was navy with white accents. I was Lion. Thank you very much, Rar. Um, but they grouped you into these four sporting events, and we did summer games. And so you would get into teams within your house, and they would do this giant, like, um, I don't know, there were different stations, like 16 or 20 different stations stations all around the outside of the school where you know one of them would involve the monkey bars and some were like speed tests and whatever and you you did all of that so when i think about summer games if i don't think about the olympics i think about this was not good at the summer games but we played them and it was pretty fun was it a one-time event Um, a field day they had a track and field day and the these olympic style things were different from that. I think they did them more than once. Uh, And then in the winter, we had a swimming gala because the whole school went to take swimming lessons on Mondays. A swimming gala? A gala, eh? They called it a swimming gala. So there were always team captains. You know, the school was like pre-K through eighth grade at the time. I think they go all the way up through... um, graduation at this point but so the there would be eighth graders from each house like a boy and a girl that would get picked to be the team captain i don't know what they did other than you know stood at the side of the pool and held the trophy when they won largely ceremonial yeah i think so the monocles out of the pool (laughs) after the end of the swimming gala yep and then and everybody uh was assigned like an event they always made me swim the backstroke and i was always in the slow heat because i'm not a very good athlete and i'm not a very fast swimmer i'm a good swimmer but i'm not a fast swimmer so i did not have an exciting race let's put it that way but i don't know this is a swimming gala didn't all your schools do swimming galas (laughs) we didn't have no pool (laughs) <laughs> we didn't either, but um, Zurich has lots and lots of public swimming pools. And there was one not far from 
school, and I think it was closed to the public on Mondays, and so that's why we went there and and mm. had classes. We had a gym unit where we went to the bowling alley. <laughs> mm. Nice. Mm. <clears throat> Are you saying that my content is hashtag relatable? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I, I grew up in the suburbs, and we had field days. Where yeah, you, you have field. You know, everybody had right, field everybody days, had field right? Days. We had orienteering was a, a, a gym class, quote-unquote gym class. And, you know, when you get toward the end of the season, the end of the school year, and the gym classes really start to get lazy. I mean, orienteering is hard to set up, but once it's set up, you can take two weeks and just be like, here, kid, here's a compass go that's cool go forth <laughs> uh we had an obstacle course situation um you know pre i mean not quite as intense as american gladiators and not quite as modern as american ninja warrior but we did have like a swing down the rope and climb over this and go up the net and back down the net and basically your your basic training field course set up in the gym a couple weeks every year i would have been terrible at that Oh, I once uh, froze up at the top of the rope swing and like just sat there crying for like 10 minutes and ruined the entire oh, class. No. Oh, yeah. Because I was terrified of this, you know, six foot drop on a rope swing, even though everybody else did it. This is how I eventually learned how to get through most things in life. I would look at someone and be like, well, they're dumber than me and they figured it out. So I'll probably be fine. Mm -hmm. That's how I got on roller coasters. Sure. That's how I learned how to drive stick. <laughs> People dumber yeah. than me do it and don't die. So I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Words of wisdom. Yep. <laughs> but so were all the stuff that you did was this more like an individual effort, not like me with houses and teams and all that bullshit. Right. We didn't have any of that. We weren't um we weren't superficially divided to hate one another. Um Right. PS all four of your houses had the same RAR. Like how do you know who's cheering for whom? I don't know. Oh that's true. I don't know. <laughs> Just a lot of feral cat noises coming from the stands <laughs> i i went to the current website last night just to see if maybe i could find a picture or something they've changed all the house names they're no longer predatory cats they're mountains so there's like swiss mountains the eiger and the matterhorn and i was like ugh, boring oh sure Ugh. well the the sbca probably complained probably you know, yep it's all very pc now yeah and that appeals to me. I like I like the idea of dividing kids up and making them, you know, fight, be rivals and hate each other. I like that a lot. And there's like weird, unexpected stuff that comes out of that. I for one of these like Olympics obstacle coursey things, one of the um, team captains was this eighth grader named Nathan. And I was kind of. I mean, I wasn't afraid of him, but I, you know, he, he was kind of a popular kid and I just kept to myself. And then when it came time to pick teams, he picked me and he said to me, I'm going to call you Brownie because you have a brown coat and you're a nice person and brownies are nice people. And I was like, what? Oh. Okay. It, like I never had any interaction with this kid before other than he rode my bus and it was just sort of this like weird sideways glance into how somebody else looked at me. Somebody that I thought didn't register me one way or another actually had a random thought about me in his head. So it's weird. 
He's Captain Material. He's motivating you. I mm-hmm. guess. And we have yet another nickname for you now. <laughs> Don't at me, yep. Danger Lioness. Brownie Lundholm. Brownie. <laughs> List. And it would be appropriate that even as a child, your nickname was a baked good. True. That's true, very true. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned before that when we uh, adopted Cupcake, she had been rechristened Cupcake by the uh, shelter because the mm-hmm. people who found her brought her in, named her Brownie, even though she's gray. Weird. Right? And so they kept it in the baked good family, but just took away the color association by changing it to Cupcake. Huh. That's a smart move. Yeah. So you're I mean, in good I'm sure, company. I'm sure Cupcake felt so much better knowing that it, her name would remain in the Baked Good family. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, someday maybe we'll adopt a little croissant or... Um... <laughs> a pan au chocolat. Oh, if we get a really, you know, a brown cat, that would be a beautiful name. What would you call it for short, though? Because you're not going to say pan au chocolat every time you want it. I might, just for that. Uh, no, pano. Pano. Although there's All a right. restaurant in Buffalo named Pano's that I used to love, and then they remodeled it and tried to make themselves fancy, and now I hate it. I was just thinking about this this morning because we went out to breakfast this morning, and Pano's would have been where we went if it hadn't gone to shit. So maybe not Pano, but I'd come up with something. Sure. There's lots of pastries. Mon petit pano. I can make it work. <laughs> uh, Mike, did, did you have summer games experiences or or was yeah? This... You're the big jock um, here. Yeah, <laughs> I like the art. Okay, well, I, I I can I can tell you um, real briefly when I was a, a, a much younger kid. One of my favorite summer games was me and my neighbor Todd Dement and the Vanderweiss twins. Um, we would, since it stays light in Seattle until 10 30, 11, almost 11 o'clock, we would stay outside in the summer playing um, a game we called Planet of the Apes, <laughs> which just meant that we took on the roles of all the guys in Planet of the Apes, which was our favorite our favorite movie at the time. Um, so that was a pleasant memory. Another pleasant memory playing summer games when I was a kid was um, when I got to high school, uh, one of my best friends, Dave, who we all know as Dave in LA, um, he and I started playing tennis and we were, we were about the same skill level, which you got, you have to have that, you know, you can't, play tennis with someone who you're way better than or who's mm-hmm. way better than you because it's no fun um so we were about the same skill level and i really enjoyed it because i was just slightly better so i almost always won but it was competitive you know that makes it much so more to fun me, that had way more fun way more fun i had to try but i would almost always win um um dave was his mom uh, the one who is danish hello yes <laughs> david just a minute. She's the best. Just just totally on brand. She'd have that big tin of cookies, you know. Um, Danish would be a good name for a so cat, the, too. Yes. The, yeah, yeah, so that's true. Philadelphia Sticky Bun. That's also, No, that'd be a terrible <laughs> name for a cat. Um, two other memories. <clears throat> Not as pleasant. 
Um, this one sort of in the abstract and more of a psychological way was, was unpleasant. I think I was 14 and I was about to go to high school and, and I was, um, I was going to play my first summer league basketball game for the Interlake Saints. Um, and, and my dad didn't show up at much of my stuff at this point. He had coached my brother and and coached me a little bit when we were younger in basketball and baseball and stuff. But he was pretty much gone uh, from my from my sporting life by the time I was about fourteen. But he wanted to see my first uh, my first summer league high school game, so he came to see me, and uh, I probably played pretty terribly or whatever. And I remember afterwards he said, "When did you become so tentative?" And oh, Dad! That really stuck with me. I mean, I, I I would have been fine with him saying, "You stunk," you know, or "You did this wrong or that wrong." But being tentative is to me was like it was like the worst thing that he could call me because that's just in jock culture. Right. Tentative is not right. the person person you want to be. So that stuck with me my whole life, obviously. And you were young and impressionable, um, so you didn't respond by saying, "When did you become such a dick?" Uh, yeah um yeah i didn't respond that way because i enjoyed drawing breath in the world so uh the the physically problematic summer game thing that i ran into was i i was playing on on like this co-ed softball team and i think it was a summer after um summer after high school before college and uh, I was playing in the outfield, and this this uh, field at Juanita High was really really dry, and I was wearing shorts. And uh, I was an outfielder, and I I ran into the corner to get a fly ball, and I had to slide before I hit the fence, you know, to try to slow myself down enough to not hit the fence full speed, but still catch the fly ball. So I went into a, a slide, and I caught the ball. And it was uh, it was not good because um, all of the skin on my uh, shin um, was pretty much left in the grass, uh, in this dry grass, <clears throat> which, you know, I was like, oh, man, that's a fucking terrible strawberry. I hate that. Mm. So we were going to a Mariners game later that night. So, I mean, I took a shower and that really hurt. And then we were going to a Mariners game. Uh, so I. And I can't believe I made this mistake. I put on jeans. Oh, no. I didn't dress the wound, and I put on jeans. And I was with my girlfriend, Angie, and, and we went to the game, and then we, we, we came home, and it came time to go to bed. And uh, I was trying to take my jeans off, and you know they pretty much came off the rest of me, except for the part that was stuck, which was my... my um, Shin was just glued to the jeans. Oh. Now it was the dressing. Now, and I, I don't even remember how I got out of this predicament. I think I just like disassociated and had her do something. Um, yeah, physically, I, I think I'd rather go through that again though than a lifetime of of my dad thinking I was tentative on a basketball court. Oh. So there are my stories. You asked. 
the worst wounds are always the emotional ones, aren't they? Yes, yes. It really hurt. Then I was really all in my head. I was already in my head, and that's why I appeared tentative. And, and now I've been called tentative, so I am tentative, and I'm that guy. And it's hard to recover from that. Uh, so would you take strawberry blue jean dressing or shrimp <laughs> aspic? Oh, God. Oh, Bobby. Oh. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Again, I I stopped an entire elementary school gym class by crying at the top of a rope swing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I use humor to. We've all had our our, our right. athletic humiliations. <laughs> uh, to to transition to TBTL again, um, I you know I was thinking about this. I think summer games was not the appropriate title for this because I think there's still an Australian mindset. And when a couple of privileged white guys get all of the victory out of something, it's really more of a winter game situation. Yeah. It's a win- winter <laughs> yeah. games. Yeah. Just more and more medals for the white people. So they really should have flipped the script on that and stayed South of the equator. Um, and you, you did packing the quiz bowl, my favorite segment. <laughs> I know I had to go back and listen to that episode. I was like, what did Bobby call it? Cause it was a really good segment title. So, <laughs> Thank you. um, this week they, they packed the quiz bowl tight. Well, no, that's a lie. I mean, that was the loosest quiz bowl I've ever heard. Um, how do we want to do this? There's not a lot of meat on this bone. No, I think we just run through them. It's, uh, and, and I don't know. I don't. I have nothing to say about most of these. Um, right. I mean, real versus fake McDonald's menu items. That that's a that's a five minute conversation. Although that at least was probably the most on brand for a mental floss quiz. That was the only one I saw on the list of mental floss quizzes when I went there. I was like, oh, okay, this yeah. is exactly what Andrew did to prep for this show <laughs> was to go to mental floss slash quizzes and scroll down. I mean, of course, I perked up when McPizza came up. Right. Yes. I knew you would. Because obviously McDonald's had pizza. And, right. You know. I mean, okay, so quiz number one on Monday, let's just spin this out a little bit, was they decided to take the mental floss quiz about whether uh, the described item was real or a fake menu item from McDonald's. I knew the McAspic was not real right off the bat because that never got right. through the focus mm-hmm. group. Oh. Now, now you're thinking about it. Have you looked it up? Oh, but yeah. Bobby, I know you've seen the I, picture. Of course I have. Now. now I'm just I'm picturing chicken nuggets. I can smell it when I look at the picture. That's see, that's that's a problem too. I can smell it. All right. Well, let's go with a nugget aspect. Aspic. With nuggets suspended, Whoa. can they maybe can we they get be, you it in a nice bunt ring? Can they be suspended in a sweet and sour aspect? Because then we'd be oh oh I'm into that, oh. right? The problem a, is that we we wouldn't be able to see the nuggets though, so we'd have to right think about that. Maybe the nuggets would be around the outside of the. Oh, sure. The ring, and then the. How about you just kick me in the nuggets and don't serve me any aspect? 
Wait, I was just getting into this. The interior would be oh. the sweet and sour sauce, and the nuggets would line the bowl. <laughs> TM. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Hillary promised us an audio postcard from from Budapest or wherever she's going to be when she I'm records I'm not sure it. where the first stop was, whether it was Budapest or Vienna. So uh, her her ladies' trip with the... With the uh, bound itinerary and jaunty font. Um, yeah, is that like a Gatsby font? Yeah, something like I mean, that. It's that very font? Art Deco, uh, Gatsby party-esque. Flapper. Flapper font, yeah. I have never been on a trip that has a professionally bound itinerary accompanying it. We should, we should bind LRB picnic itineraries. <laughs> <laughs> It's only one page long, but it still has a spiral on it. Yeah, but we'll put pictures in. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we got to show people the, the Oreos and the, the, the picnic mm-hmm. area. Detailed directions from SeaTac. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So anything else about this McDonald's quiz? No. I think I nailed them all, but that's just from years and years and years in, in the quick serve food industry did, right. did this I've, tr- I've been uh, i've been up on all this bullshit forever <laughs> did this trigger anything for you Do, did papa john's or red robin have any spectacular failures from your era uh the biggest failure in in papa john's uh was it was not a food failure it was a marketing failure and we got this this new uh, chief marketing officer and he got it in his head that we were gonna do uh like pizza and a movie so we we bought a bunch of not a bunch but like six different movie titles and every store had had all these movies that we'd send out you know these DVDs and uh I can't remember any of them except for one the the most famous one that we sent out for I think we did this thing for like ever because nobody wanted them um we had boxes and boxes of dvds of weekend at bernie's (laughs) (laughs) and we got so ridiculed within the industry for that this cmo did he lasted i don't know seven months the promotion was about six months and (laughs) he was gone in seven but uh he he left a, a, a a a he left a lot of boxes of weekend at, at, at Bernie's inside of our our manager's offices when he when he was gone. Well, that's a terrible choice for a movie. Yeah, well, that to me that that stands out, but I think that was one of the better ones. Oh my god! Um, I I need to look this up. This had to be had to have been chronicled somewhere. Nobody, <laughs> the internet didn't not notice that happening. So I'm. I, I blocked it out mostly because as the person in charge of marketing in our market, I, it reflected on me. Right. Like people thought that it was my promotion and I had to get behind it. That was difficult. That was a difficult time for me. That was humiliating, you know, humiliating. Did you have to like toe the party line when you were trying to sell it to the locations or were you like guys yes. i know this is stupid but what are you gonna do i i at roll out of course i have hey we're gonna do this it's gonna be, you know and everyone's like 
laughing. It lasted about 10 minutes, and then I was like, come on, just do it. I think I found a press just release from 2004. Uh, the promotion oh, beginning June oh. 28 offers customers the Junior Scenic game or one of three DVD movies to choose from, The Best of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd watch that. Durango Kids. Mm-hmm. Or... I don't even know what the fuck that was. But. Weekend at Bernie's 2. <gasps> oh yeah, we didn't we didn't have we didn't have we didn't have the original. We didn't have that one. We didn't spring for that one. Weekend at Bernie's 2 still rotting. He's still he's starting to really smell. <laughs> Does somebody need to take the trash out? Oh my god. Yeah. That yeah. I I would rather have rolled out a even a poisonous product. You know. The the a turnt a turnt aspic shrimp aspic pizza rather than try to sell people Durango Durango Kids Two Weekend at Durango's. I'm sorry. Now was Weekend at Bernie's Two the next weekend? Because that's a long time. Right. Uh, eventually, they'll go back and they'll make a short about how they got him in and out of the ice bath from Monday to Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They really would have had to. Oh. This so, show is really turning my stomach. This whole show is just... Now, I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's 1 or 2. I somehow just assumed that Weekend at Bernie's I don't have two... time to explain. <laughs> we don't have... I'm familiar with the general premise, but I always just assumed <laughs> oh, really? that... Weekend at Bernie's 2 was a different Bernie. Oh. Huh. It's pretty, it's not a common name. I, I don't know. I, well, it wasn't. I've got to be honest. I, did, I never popped it in. I wasn't that on board with the promotion that I popped it in so that I could be conversant. I mean, it can't be the original Bernie that they've been storing, like I'm, leaning up, up against the walk in freezer wall, right? I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. It, oh. Bernie was iconic. These three characters, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew McCarthy with his one face that he used to make, that one acting face, um, Jonathan Silverman, uh, and 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 Bernie. Bernie was Bernie. You can't have a weekend at Bernie's without that right. Bernie. He was. What if it was his was cousin? The, the the tagline on the theatrical release poster, according to Wikipedia, is "Bernie's back." Dot dot dot, and he's still dead. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have reversed engineered this. I'll give you the tagline and you tell me what movie it's from. Bernie's back. Spoiler alert. Dot, dot, dot. And he's still dead. <laughs> Could be three, four, or five. You don't know. See, I didn't realize that Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan, Jonathan Silverman were in Weekend at Bernie's 2. I thought it was like Weekend at Bernie's 2, the new crowd. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't know that anybody was in I don't. I didn't. This oh, is, they are. I'm looking at it. I completely blocked all this out. Okay. <laughs> it's Weekend at Bernie's, the college years. It's four years later. I was the- asking people to pay full price for a pizza so that they could get one of these movies. <laughs> Let, let's just put that out there. That was my life <laughs> Look, for like six months. The pizza's $22, but the DVD's worth nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> 
So the original Weekend at Bernie's came out in 1989. Then two came out in 1993. So I'm expected to believe that Bernie was on ice for four years somewhere. Bernie on Ice actually circulated as a children's <laughs> show from memorial, you know, from arena to arena before they sure. Ted Williams' head was in the production. Uh, I mentioned Spectacular Failures. We should plug uh, a, a better APM podcast, Spectacular Failures. I haven't listened yet. I have to get on that. The newest joint from Phyllis Fletcher hmm. and uh, host Lauren Herber. I've... I've <laughs> I've greatly enjoyed it, so um, I'll give it my personal endorsement. I, I like Lauren Ober's delivery. Some of the reviews on iTunes say that she's too sarcastic, and I like it. Too so, sarcastic? Right. Or not sarcastic enough. So, spectacular failures. If you're looking for something to fill the void in your pod heart after these short weeks of TBTL on tape, uh, go, go listen to some spectacular failures. And it's new, right? So you can get in on the ground floor. Yeah, exactly. Just like plastic. Before there's, yeah, before there's an overwhelming back catalog, you're like, ugh, I can't. Right. You can you can recommend it to people, and they won't have heard of it yet, and then you'll be the guy who, or the gal who brought them spectacular failures. That's a plan. I've I've played that role. Yep. <laughs> I've played that role to success in, in my life. Spectacular failure. Uh, well, let's run through quiz number two, Tuesday's quiz, where it all started to go off the rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was the day it was. they were going to do some feminist thing, right? But then they decided that maybe that wasn't a good idea. Boy, I forgot already. Uh, and so well, they... Well, I'm sorry, what feminist thing? What would, It was did a I quiz. Miss something? What was the... They were going to do a quiz. Wait, I can find it. I saw the quiz on mental floss that they started to do and then they skipped it because they thought maybe it was not a good idea to do and it wasn't a real okay so there's the mcdonald's one and then i'll go down a little bit oh would you have been accused of witchcraft in the 17th century they were going to do that one and it turned out to be more of a decision tree than a quiz oh okay okay so they abandoned that, but rather than picking another mental floss quiz, they decided to make their own on the fly, which was Andrew describes the panel, I guess, of a far side comic, and then Luke has to guess the punchline. Uh, let's go straight to Dan's Throw Your Phone. I can't believe I'm explaining comedy because it's the most unfunny thing you can do. That is a quote. Uh, Luke spends the next minute explaining the joke. And yes, Luke said this the last time they talked about this very cartoon, just before spending the next minute explaining the damn joke. Added deja vu. I think my first throw your phone was the first time that they discussed it, and for the same reason. I don't mind the odd quiz every now and again, mostly, but even at 2x speed, these quizzes were a real test of patience. So Dan has only written in twice and both for the same yes, reason? Yes, not even it, about the same topic, that's, that's but pretty the great. same 
Far Side cartoon where Luke went through the <laughs> same explanation of the yeah. joke after saying that okay. he shouldn't try to explain the joke. I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah. Are you sure that you're not in some weird Twilight Zone? Because this is a that tough is a real phone one. firing moment, though. Mm-hmm. When when you have specifically stated that there's a certain tiny thing that really got under your skin, and then they go, uh, "Yeah, that's that's super irritating, Dan. I feel it." I think Dan is very restrained when he said these quizzes were a real test of patience. <laughs> I mean, that's not how I phrased it, but Dan is a better person than I. I, I think. The setup where Andrew explains the scenario and then Luke tries to guess the joke, which was repeated later on in the week multiple Mm -hmm. times, is not a winning podcast formula. Especially when you, the listener, figures out what it's supposed to be right away and then you have to listen to Luke fumble on it for the next 30 to 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. It just gets frustrating. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was the second quiz. Quiz Wednesday. I think this was a real quiz. I thought of you, Bobby, because I figured this was sort of more in your wheelhouse. Is it a real movie or it is a Simpsons Troy McClure movie? I figured you would get all of these. Yeah, you know, it was a day early for July 4th, and yet I could see the fireworks going off from Bet's house south of Buffalo. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think that the trouble with the Troy McClure quiz is that they are outlandish, almost always outlandish by nature. Like they're intentionally goofy and uh-huh. the, they're, they're going to give themselves away for the most part. Like you'd have to really try to they, find it, one that doesn't. If they had, if they had just read my favorite Troy McClure movie of all time, it would have been obvious that it was a Troy McClure movie, but they it would totally redeem the whole quiz for me and maybe the whole week. And that is Firecrackers, the, the Silent Killer. killer. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, Troy McClure starred in. I might, I, you might remember him in it. Yeah. Wait, right. that's not a documentary? That's a. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will give them. I think they came to burgle Carnegie Hall is one of my favorites. So the fact that they hung on that, and also I'm glad by the way that they didn't do the uh, the witching, the am I a witch quiz, mm-hmm. because they are right. It would have been, are you a woman who's good at math? Which like it would have been over I in know. thirty seconds. Yeah, I so. thought of myself. I've actually so- I have often thought about this. When I get morbid, I'm like, if I had lived in the 17th century, would I have been possibly hanged as a witch? Oh, yeah. I think so. Probably. I think, well, because I'm sort of quiet for most of the time, so maybe I would have just stuck in the background and evaded notice, but I don't know. You would have come out of your office with a spreadsheet about how everyone could save lamp oil if they just adjusted their expectations slightly on their environmental situation. And then, yeah, you would have been hanged immediately. You could have got out of the whole thing with like some tarts and cupcakes. (laughs) Sure, I'm a witch, but come on, guys. Possibly. Just, I don't want to be pressed to death. Actually, I don't want to be burned. I don't want to be drowned, but I really don't want to be pressed to death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and I noticed that you wrote quiz four and quiz five, but they're really one quiz. But they were on two different days. So it's, it's quiz four and then it's quiz four dash two. Part, part de. Yeah. Uh, well, this was the Bob's Burger. Is it? Does it mean anything that three out of the five days they talked about comics slash cartoons? Or not? Is it just because hmm. that's what Andrew's I, interested I, yeah, in? Yeah, I think that's just the cultural base. I think that's just what he has to work with. Because I thought, boy, there are a lot of areas that you could find quizzes in. And it was just interesting that it was very much a certain pathway. But so, okay, so quiz four and quiz four and a half, Bobby. Where are you, Bob's Burger? What? Are are you a Bob's Burgers fan? I am not. Okay. Mike, are you? Uh, I've I've probably seen a good number of episodes, maybe a third of the episodes, and and I enjoy it. But I'm not a I'm not a Bob head. I understand the. I always look for the pun when right. I'm watching it. And this is they this is what they do. They do sight gags, with the chalkboard and the stuff in the intro. And the only comment that I had about all of this is that. What Luke failed to understand for two days in a row. The the wordplay is supposed to be bad. <laughs> it is intentionally forced. Right, because the the family well, one of the things of the jokes about the family is, you know, they they're not all very bright. <laughs> they're it's it's supposed you know, to be there's a, there's a, no Lisa Simpson right. there. I mean they're there's not a lot of brain power working, so their puns aren't going to be great. It's supposed to be a groaner. It's supposed to be a dad joke. Yeah. It's supposed to be a, mm-hmm. you know. Uh... And I think in the case of that show, it's the mom. She's the one who does the wordplay and stuff. Right. She's the, she's, it's the mom joke on Bob's Burger. So. She writes the burger on the chalkboard every day. I'd, I We don't see that, I don't I think, think they, but I, I, think, I assume. I think they collaborate, actually. I think I think Bob has an element here. Yeah. Because I could see all of them. Because yeah, they're really? all of the same cloth. They're definitely a family. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's... So you're asking someone to dissect a pun that's not a pun. It's a slant rhyme of punning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's... And you really got to shove it through. And you're, and you're doing this that's based on a visual sight gag on a podcast. Yep. So yes. So that's all I have to say about that. Yep. Uh, do we want to go through this one other segment? This was the only other thing that I could come up with to put in the notes. Is it worth talking about? Why not? All right. Then under vanity, thy name is Burbank. Luke starts talking about Andrew's butt. I guess Andrew starts talking about his butt first, and then Luke starts talking about Andrew's butt. And that devolves into a conversation on what body part of their own that they appreciate. And Luke likes his own ass. He thinks he's got a bubble butt, and he's pretty satisfied with that. Andrew thinks he has good calves, but then he says, but that's kind of a like a dad thing to do anyway. Like the dads standing around in the cargo shorts always think that they have good calves. So maybe he's just <laughs> deluding himself. I did laugh because I think that's true. I think a lot of dads think that they have good calves. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, the difference is I don't have kids, but I know I have good calves. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to pick a body part of my own that I like, I'd be like, well, I guess my wrists are okay. I'm not particularly thrilled with anything else. That's funny you should say wrists. Wrists is the only, it's the only hairy part of my body, Emily has remarked. She says, why are your wrists hairy? You know, I don't know. My wrists are the only part of me that are delicate. <laughs> uh huh. Mine are the only is... part that are manly. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of me is pretty much German and Scandinavian peasant stock, uh-huh. large and sturdy. <laughs> Field work. Mm hmm. Children. Sure. Yep. Uh,. Uh, quite sincerely, my calves. Ever since all that time I spent in high school riding my bike and playing ultimate frisbee and not smoking pot, mm-hmm. seriously, somehow I missed out. Um, yeah, I've always had, you know, rock hard calves. If you don't believe me, come come check at the picnic, I guess, but don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, wait a minute. All right. Bye. We can't know unless we touch. Oh, uh, it's true. Well, this is getting weirder. Let's do it before the Oreos. Mine are literally, uh, literally, uh, not rock hard, but uh, I, I think they're carbon fiber hard. My my calves. <laughs> I mean, you so have, you're going to lose best... that contest. Yeah, that's true. You have the best stumps of anybody I know. That's for sure. Yeah, I have some. I have some pretty awesome stumps. Mike Frizzell, the six thousand dollar deductible man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, but hmm. I'm really glad you said that because it made me think of something that made me mad during quiz week. And it was, I I had to replay it for Emily because it made me so mad and I have to make her mad when I'm mad. Right. And that was when they were talking about, um, it was one of those Bob's Burgers. Oh, and it was uh, the choose your own adventure. And Luke took forever to arrive on the, the, the sausage. And that was chorizo. 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 Yeah. But he exclaimed chorizo. Yes, he did. And Andrew backed him on it. And they were both yelling, yeah, chorizo, chorizo. And I'm like, when did that second Z or the T get into the end of this word? Because it's not there. And you are mangling that fucking word. And it's my favorite kind of sausage. And I'm really... I was really upset. I was really upset. And I, I've i had this, this pronunciation burned into my brain since I was coaching softball in prison in our third baseman. He was a large uh, Mexican fellow who was somewhat popular with, with the crowd. And every time he would make a play or get a hit um, uh, because he was a little bit heavy, the, the crowd would chant, Chorizo, chorizo, chorizo. So I know how it's pronounced. And I've never heard anyone say chorizo. Never heard it. But they're yelling it. I'm sorry. I got uh, I got too mad about this. I don't. Well, I mean, they mangled your favorite sausage. It's... <laughs> That's enough to send it's anybody It's Italian away. sausage. <laughs> well, as long as we're really? putting in our food pronunciations that made us crazy every time luke said alien over the course of two oh, to three yes. days boy that 
That's, that's another and one. And they made a pun out of it, like a bad Bob's Burgers. Y- yes. You know? That was one for where... For their show title. They said it so many times. He said it so many times. I was like, have I been mispronouncing it in my head my yeah. whole entire yeah. life? And I went and I listened to pronouncers. No, no. It's Allium. <laughs> I was I was right. And you do multiple pronouncers? You, you, of course. You, do the, you go the extra mile? Yeah. yeah. I'm not That's just trusting That's one pronouncer. <laughs> she called their city hall. <laughs> right. right. I'm going to Merriam-Webster. I'm going to Oxford. I'm going to dictionary.com. Uh-huh. You got to be 100%. Yeah. Right. Yep. Nothing half-assed, right? Nope. Any more food mispronunciations that we need to air out <sighs> those no, are the ones that i noticed we should we should wrap things up so i can get downstairs to some andouille sausage <laughs> oh shut up <laughs> i'm gonna beat you with it <laughs> i'm gonna beat you with it and then i'm gonna eat the evidence <laughs> right like stabbing someone with a ice yes <laughs> It's gone. What happened? I don't know. No murder but... weapon. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, final thoughts? No final thoughts. Not for this week. This was. This was a week. Let's put it that um, way. Yeah, I think the uh, the that's a good spoof this week was, um, us in the planning Slack channel for this, you and me and trying to get a rise out of Mike when he wasn't paying attention and talking about things to get his attention. And so you said new game. We try to put comments here that will make Mike think he'd better listen to TBTL right away. And then I wrote, did Luke just say the attractive housekeeper was pregnant? And then Anne writes, Andrew thinks that the natural is the greatest sports movie ever made. And then I write this praise for John Moe is getting really out of hand. (laughs) Had the housekeeper been Korean, I might, I might, <laughs> might have bitten. Uh, so noted for the future. Uh, we'll see what we can do while you're in your hotel in Seattle in just a couple of weeks, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, must listen. I see somebody wrote the gist, but I would also actually put spectacular failures. Or really, oh, yeah. almost anything. Sure. What I'm saying is, American Howard public, Stern, American public media has a lot of great properties. Yes, we can keep it. Joe Rogan, keep it in the family for Phyllis Fletcher's sake, or or that too. <laughs> Mark Marin. All right. My favorite murder. Housekeeping, housekeeping. Hello, you want blanket? You want pillow? Get the fuck out. Buy LA stuff from us. Check out. God. Oh, man. I'm recording a podcast. Buy stuff from us. LittleRedBandwagon.com. It's like radio um, on the internet. You'll find, <laughs> you'll find all the merch there. I think I've said this before. Don't show up to the picnic without any merch. And if you have Aspic, I'm going to fire it directly into the Puget Sound. And 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 then throw you in after it. If you no, if they bring Aspect... Aspic, you're, they're going to have to eat it all. You're going to stand there and make them eat it. Make them smoke the oh, whole carton. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Bring your chorizo, Aspic, and then I'll make you eat it in the parking lot 
while you wait to come in and eat some Oreos. <sighs> Archive project going horribly. Uh, buy stuff from Amazon at littleredbandwagon.com forward slash Amazon. Earbuds and earworms this week. Weather songs. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Find us at littleredbandwagon.com. You can send us your feedback at throwyourphone.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at LRB Podcast. We are available via email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo if you'd like to hear your voice on the show uh, because the the uh, voicemail line died. You can fax us uh, your butt or anything else you want, I guess, that you're particularly proud of at 617-354-8513. Uh, and, and why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. I surely love you, Jen. Nailed it. Lion, thank you very much, Rar.